This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Episode 301, Why You Should See Mortal Engines. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. Strangers and I am your father's best friend, Plumber. Versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did so wise you are. was that He created something. So we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Strangers and Aliens. My name is Ben, Ben Avery, and this is, I guess, actually the first episode of 2019, uh, if that matters, depending on when you're listening. Um, but yeah, this is uh, the beginning of a new year, and so we're going to talk about a movie at the end of the old year that you probably didn't see. <laughs> and the whole point of this yep. episode is you probably didn't see this movie. So uh, yeah, and so let's see. I am not here with Evan, not here with with uh, Steve, and definitely not here with Dr. Jace. I'm here actually with J.S. Earls returning to the show. Welcome. Hey, hey. Thank so, you. <laughs> so, I think last time you were on, we talked about Alien Covenant. Is that right? Yeah, and then we were talking about aliens a little bit today online. <laughs> yeah, that's true. A little bit of news that wasn't news, but yeah, there's a franchise that could use could use some help i think but yep we'll see what happens with the disney buying fox what's going to happen with the r rated franchises that they have yeah so, that's true yep yeah uh but we're here to talk about mortal engines and um this movie uh you compared it to john carter and it was not because of tone it was not because of style it was not because of plot it was because people didn't see it and yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it was unfair uh, what happened with that, with this movie, just like with John Carter. Not that everyone would have loved John Carter, but people who would have loved John Carter just didn't go see it because there just wasn't a big push uh, or a big enough push. I mean, they had some. Yeah, but they, they chose to go for a generic try to appeal to everybody with the uh with the ads instead of like targeting certain markets and it just yeah when you do that you appeal to nobody well even the title i mean if they had just gone with warlord of mars you know yeah and i understand you know it's based on princess of mars and so maybe you don't want to go with that title out out of the gate but warlord of mars you know or, or something like that instead of just john carter which sounds like i mean john carter could be anything it could be a a cop drama it could be a romantic comedy certainly if you're just looking at titles the first thing you're going to go to is not uh sci-fi space opera unless you know who john carter is yeah you'd think you'd think it's a it's a drama or something yeah like like he's a doctor you know yeah he's trying to decide what he's going to do with his life 
and then he meets a, a plucky young nurse and gets a puppy. Wow. <laughs> John Carter, you know, that's, that's what it could be. Um, Mortal Engines is another one. The title um, doesn't necessarily tell you much about what you're getting in in the in the movie. Um, and by the way, we're going to kind of talk generally about this movie. I know a lot of people don't want to listen to review episodes um, if they haven't seen the thing. Uh, this review episode is because you haven't seen the thing. So, um, right. so we're going to talk a little bit about what we liked about it in, in general terms. Uh, we will talk spoilers at the end maybe, but... Um, but yeah, I, so this episode is because you saw this movie, you yep. loved this movie. I saw it twice. You, you sent me messages saying, I love this movie. And I said to myself, okay, there's something to it. Cause I trust you. You and I have a lot of the same, um, same interests, but also, um, tend to, I think like a lot of the same stuff in the same way. And so right. I, I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to try and see this movie before it's not in theaters anymore. Um, I had a really hard time finding a showing. Uh, yep. There was, uh, there, there was my theater had the, I think it was second week of release and it was at a four o'clock showing and a 10 o'clock showing. That was what was available um, across yeah. the board for the whole week. Uh, and I did not want to go to a 10 o'clock showing, but I did get permission, even though we had family for Christmas. Um, this was not on Christmas day, but we had family over and my wife gave me permission to leave early and go see this movie. So that was nice. I, I thank her for that. That's true love. Yeah. So you saw this movie. Did you, when you went to see it, know what you were getting into? I mean, I, not, not really. I just knew that, um, well, it, it, the thing, I guess the thing to me, um, and I, and I know, I know you feel this way about some things too, that there's, that you uh, appreciate the craft of, of making movies and things. And uh, whether it's, you know, all, you know, all the puppeteering or, or what, or, or different aspects, like we both like appreciate those things. And I had, I had a vague idea about the story, but I did watch um, a couple of the uh, things about the model builders and, and the, and, and the people uh, making this, the uh, ships um, and the vehicles and things in this um, by hand. And, and most of them are supposed to be, you know, really gigantic. And then, but just the, the fact of just having so many of those um, made um, by hand. And, um, and there were a lot of people, I knew there, there were a lot of people that were involved with this um, that were in one way or another, either involved or associated with making the Lord of the Rings trilogy um, and they did, you know, so much stuff from anybody that's watched the extras on those things with the production of where they built so much and did different things with some miniatures and, and stuff like that, where it's just crazy detail. And that was one of the things that my, cause my son and I both really appreciate, um, that kind of craft aspect. And we were both just like, like, I don't care how, how, you know, how the movie is like, we, we just want to see it on the big screen once. Um, at least because it's, it's it, it just, cause you just don't see that anymore because it's so expensive to make movies that way that, uh, and that's one of the things that really <laughs> upsets me when those things, when those movies don't do well, because it really hurts the chances of all the other ones getting made. And it was just another reason why I really wanted to, uh, at least support this a little bit. Um, but then, yeah, then I, I mean, I, we both really, really liked it a lot. And we just kept like looking at each other and we're like, 
They're like, I, I love this movie. It's like, I don't, I don't get all the hate. Um, but, but yeah, but it was mainly that, that we, that really, I mean, I was interested. I, I mean, I thought it was kind of cool with the, with the, uh, cities, giant cities rolling on wheels and things and stuff. But, um, I think it was the, cra- the craftsmanship was really what, what sold me on wanting to see it. And see, I had a vague interest in possibly seeing it because of the trailer, but it was this vague interest in like, what is this? Because the only trailer I saw was basically the opening scene where you have a giant city on wheels chasing a small town on wheels. <laughs> and it was right. like, what's going on? And it it is gripping, you know, what the trailer is where you just have yeah. these two big giant things rolling through a wasteland. And okay, so yeah, that's interesting, but spending money, you know, to go see it right. and, and that, oh, yeah. and, and I just feel like it was really hurt by, um, by that where you don't know anything about the story. You don't know anything. All, they're presenting the world, right? you know, right. which yep. I can understand that, you know, and sometimes that can work and some, maybe sometimes that's enough. Um, but you know, with like Batman in 1989, uh, their biggest promotion was just that poster that had the Batman insignia and had that, um, the date on the bottom of it. And that's all right. they needed. Like that Batman right. insignia was, it was sharp. It was metallic and, but people knew who Batman was. And so looking at that poster, you get the date and you get a little bit of tone, but you right. know, it's going to be Batman. It's going to be superhero fighting a supervillain or whatever, you know, of course for Batman, it's, he's not technically super and Joker's not super, but they're, they're doing their thing. And, you know, then you see some trailers now where the trailer gives away everything Oh, you know, yeah, even yeah. even some of the ending. <laughs> and um, in fact, I can't remember the movie I saw recently where there was a scene. Oh, it was Venom. And you're watching it and you're like, where's the scene from the trailer? Right. And it's the last scene of the movie. <laughs> you're like waiting for this to happen. Yeah, it, it'll happen. But yeah. not until the end yeah. of the movie. Um, and there's a lot of times when they when they'll have scenes in the trailers that they cut out. Yeah. From yeah. the movie. And, and so with this movie, uh, I knew nothing other than giant city chasing small town and, right. and Peter Jackson, that was the other thing they threw on there. Like they wanted to make sure you knew Peter Jackson was involved. Um, and the other thing with that was I talked to a couple of people who thought Peter Jackson directed it. Right. And, yep. and I mean, that's, I think that was intentional. I think they wanted you to think that Peter Jackson directed this movie because you know what? He did the Lord of the Rings and you love that. And, right. and so you'll, he also did the Hobbit. We'll not talk about that right now. I, I was going to say, but that's, yeah. I mean, but with how that was so, so received, I wouldn't have led with Peter Jackson made that, you know, made this. Well, it, Peter Jackson was the bigger name than whoever the author was of this young adult novel. Right. Um, I, I mean, <laughs> so the, the guy who made movies based on another book is the bigger name than the guy who actually wrote this book. I mean, it makes sense that you'd want his name up there, but at the same time, you're not getting anything. Nobody that I've talked to um, has known anything about this except. So one person I talked to said, oh, is that the one that's like Mad Max, but it's cities? Yeah. And I hadn't seen it yet. So I didn't know. Like, so I'm, yeah, I guess. I don't know. And, <laughs> it's like maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, it yeah. was. So that hurt it. And then word of mouth, I think, has also hurt it a little bit, too, because people yeah. aren't seeing it. And I don't know. I, I You'd mentioned Rotten Tomatoes. Poor Rotten Tomatoes score. 
yeah, but they've they've done that with a few different things that that, that some of them like the movies ended up kind of overcoming at the box office. But yeah, I just don't, I mean, to me anymore, like rotten tomatoes is kind of like Twitter. Like most of the people on there are tend to be very negative and it's a, and it's a place to, to kind of vent and just kind of, I don't know, feel like you're powerful. It is funny because then I'm like seeing like on uh, like Google and some other places, it's like, it's like 81 to 90%, 91% of, Google users love this movie. And I was like, okay, this is bizarre <laughs> that it has like a 35% or something on Rotten Tomatoes and and there's like 81% of people like liked it. And that's the thing, like most of the people I know that have seen it like really liked it a lot. And my uh my teen wonder uh artist on the uh, Anthropolis comic that I'm working on um, he actually read the first book and uh, couldn't make it through it or barely made it through it. Just wasn't. But he's he's super intelligent. So he likes uh, more like Lord of the Rings level of uh, literature and things. And uh, but he went and saw the movie and absolutely loved it. And, and this was after somebody, you know, that, that was discouraged from reading that just it just wasn't his cup of tea because he, he likes really kind of more highbrow kind of uh, science fiction and fantasy if he's going to read that sort of thing. And, um, but he was, but, but he liked, but he liked the, he liked the look and style of the steampunk and different things or yeah, diesel yeah. punk or whatever. And so he was just like, I it's like, yeah, I really want to see that on the big screen too. And so he went and saw, and he like loved it. And then he's been raving like on Facebook to people about it. And I couldn't believe he had not seen my post cause he literally just saw it a, a couple days ago. Hmm. And, uh, and I was, and I like totally, I was like, it's like, dude, it's like, I love, I love that movie. I can't believe you didn't see any of my stuff where I've been trying to get people to, to go see it and give it a chance. Cause it's like, yeah, I was like, I really like, man, my son and I, like, we loved it. And then I took, and then we took my, uh, sister and, and my wife and my wife does not like her, very much, uh, sci-fi and fantasy stuff at all. Um, and she absolutely loved it a lot. And, um, and so did. Uh, my sister really enjoyed it a lot and, and they're both pretty picky about the stuff that they like. And I mean, it's just, it's one of those where it's like, man, if you can get people to see it, like they'll, they'll realize how good it is. But. On, on Rotten Tomatoes, there's 27% critic score and then yeah. 69 or 59% uh, audience, audience score. Yeah. And, and let me, and let me say like, and some of the stuff when you start reading, I mean, I'm not saying that some of them don't have, uh, yeah, I, I told you that, too, about the Star Wars thing. The one guy called it steampunk Star Wars as a slam. And I was just like, dude, I would line up <laughs> any day of the week to see a steampunk Star Wars. I was like, that's not a slam to me. Uh, but they but they had um, but like some of the reviews like I'm reading and I'm just like losing my mind because and I'm just like, I have to stop. This is not worth it because like some of the guy, like one of the guys, he's like, all I wanted to answer was what does the name mean? He's like, I was expecting a character in the movie to say, this is what moral engines mean and explain it. And that's why, but that didn't happen. So I hate this movie. And that's why I'm giving it a F for a D or I'd like, am I, are you joking? <laughs> it's like, that's, that's why you hate the movie. Cause they didn't answer what the name means. Mm. And he's supposed to be really intelligent. And that, I mean, that reviewer is supposed to be super intelligent and everything. 
And um, I think, as I sent you, too, it's actually from a line in one of Shakespeare's plays. So if he's really that intelligent, that's <laughs> like, I don't want to get into yeah, thing, like, yeah. but it's the reviews. But when the reviews evolve into this, you know, this opinion and this, this just hatred of, and I don't know, it seems like a lot of, um, and I don't know if it was mainly because of the Hobbit stuff. Or even from, because I know a lot of reviewers didn't like King Kong either. Um, I, I think there's just this, I don't know, hatred between a lot of the reviewers and Peter Jackson or something. Because um, they have not been kind to many of the last movies that he's done. Here's the thing, though. I mean, they don't come out and say exactly what does this mean. And they don't have a title card that comes up with the, the quote right. from Shakespeare. Uh, there are I mean, there are two possibilities for what the name refers to within the movie without Shakespeare. Um, we right. won't talk about that right now, but there's there's a couple possibilities. One is just uh, I can talk about right now, and that's just you got a bunch of engines, and they you know they might stop working eventually because right. they're mortal and they're not immortal, you know. Right. So if you want to go literal, you <laughs> right. You know, Mister Smart Guy that you're talking about could have probably figure that out a little bit but um well that's you know and 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 i know you're gonna say another one but like in like phantom menace and like a bunch of other things like i don't you know do we need them explained is that i don't know (laughs) well the title did not work in its favor though yeah you know there's there's certain titles where hey you want it to give you know tone you want to give a little bit of um feeling for theme and that's what this title is this title is all theme and and no like plot like there's no plot in the title and that's okay is the title going to draw people in well that's that's the problem so worldwide box office so far has been 70 million on on this uh, since it since it opened and it opened on december 14th another movie that opened december 21st worldwide box office (laughs) <laughs> you ready? Nine, are you, are you, are you 900 talk about 940 Aquaman? million. Yep. 940 million dollars for Aquaman uh since the 21st. So this comes out the weekend after that and just crushes it. And I think that's another issue that that this movie had is it came in, you know, kind of slipped in between that Thanksgiving Christmas time. Um but it fell into a really um strong box office with other movies. So you have Aquaman and you have, you know, Mary Poppins and you have a, you know, a bunch of these other movies. This one I think got lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Um, Spider-Verse and Bumblebee. Yeah. yeah. Which I haven't seen Bumblebee yet. Um, that's another one that's getting good reviews, but I don't know if it's necessarily, I think it's, it's like pulling in less than half of what um, the other Transformer movies brought in for the box office the um, international box office and everything too. I think a lot of times with most of the films, they've been releasing them in other countries before the U S gets it lately. And that didn't happen with mortal engines. And, and I didn't think that that was too smart either, really, because especially like in Japan and other places, I mean, steampunk has been really hot. Um, and I, like I would have released it in places first that were hot. You know where where it would probably do better, but 
I, I don't know, but I mean, I know, but you and I are both professional writers and I know we, it's really, <laughs> we, 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 there's so many times where we're like, why did this business decision get made? Yeah. Yeah. You know, for this creative, you know, and it's, and, and a lot of times it's, there's a total other reason that we have no idea about, um, you know, for some kind of financial thing or, or whatever, or whatever contract or, and it's just, but yeah, but it doesn't help in the long run. Yeah, well, and and going up against Aquaman, you know, the weekend this comes out, school's still in, right? And Aquaman comes out, and then you have school getting, you know, people are not in school, and and which one are they going to go to? They're going to go to the one that they know about. They're going to go to the one that they've seen trailers that actually show things. Um, they're going to go to the one where they've seen this character in a movie already, and he was cool in that movie. You know, I mean, right. there's there's all sorts of reasons why Aquaman. Um, should, you know, rightfully was going to make more money than this. Um, but I would say, you know, world building and whatnot. I mean, this Aquaman and this movie are other there. There's some relational things there. I mean, you've got, um, you know, this complete new world that's been built in both of these movies and you've got, um, cool characters, but you don't have Jason Momoa in this. <laughs> and yeah. Hugo Weaving is no Jason Momoa. Um, He's great, and it was delightful to see him show up. Like I said, I knew nothing about this movie, so I, I didn't know who was in it. I didn't know anything about the characters. I didn't know anything about the world. I was very interested to sit down, and and I end up with a two-hour movie that's showing me a new world that I've never seen before, that I'm not expecting. It's showing me and and explaining to me how this world works. It's showing me just really interesting stuff that yes, it is fantasy. It's not science fiction because I mean, the things that happen in this movie, um, I think that there's some laws of physics that are getting defied, uh, throughout the whole thing. Um, but I'm just, I'm going along for the ride and yeah. Is it perfect? This is the other thing. It's not perfect. Like Aquaman. It's not perfect. There is a little less goofiness to the quest that's happening. Um, but there are just as many leaps in logic, I think, as the journey continues uh, in both of them. But um, this one, I, I was just so surprised. It was, I mean, I had higher expectations than I would have because of you. <laughs> so, if it, it, <laughs> great. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I could have gone in with no expectations at all. Um, yeah. It, but I wouldn't have. That's the thing. Yeah. I wouldn't have seen it in theaters if you hadn't mentioned it. And you had said you'll see it on the big screen, you know, because it's got, you know, these, I mean, the cinematography, you, you want to see this on the big screen because of the scale of things. Um, now that said, seeing it on your big screen at home, um, <laughs> I'm kind of started rating things as, should you see it on a big screen? Should you see it on your screen or should you see it on your phone screen? Like that's right. kind of the, yeah. you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, the, it, that kind of also goes along with, you know, um, theater, wait and rent or or buy later, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Um, this one you don't want to do on your phone screen. Yeah. You definitely don't want to. I think most people's TVs are going to be uh, good enough to enjoy the movie, uh, but the bigger the better as far as, like, being able to really appreciate scale. Because it is – it's driving – they're driving a city – it's the city of London. Yeah. It's driving around Europe. It's like, it's huge. It's, it's enormous. And they do a great job of, uh, 
kind of showing you the scale of, you know, humans are on this thing and how many humans are on this thing. And yeah, it's, that was, that's wild. So you, you had a pretty strong reaction to that first time. Um, can you, I don't know if you'll be able to repeat exactly what you (laughs) said to me, but when you saw it the first time you were talking about just what an experience it was. Yeah, no, because yeah, I mean, because I went in with no expectations, um, like I said, and when we were seeing it, I mean, we were, it, to me, I, I mean, it really, I, I don't remember exactly what I said to you, but, um, to me, I mean, my son and I, like, it, I mean, it was like, I mean, literally for us, it was almost like seeing the star, like the, the, the first star Wars movie again. I mean, cause it was just a totally different world and it's just so engrossing. And then even with like the story was unpredictable at points. So that just even more just kind of made you, I don't know, just, just go along for the ride. And and to me, like just, just appreciating all the craft stuff too. Like I appreciated all, all of the, um, just every aspect of it, of the, of the cinematography. And, and I thought the acting was great. I, I thought the, the, um, I thought the writing was fine. There's some people that have said that, you know, just like, really? Like, I didn't find really that much uh, hokey dialogue or anything like that. I mean, it, to me, like, it really did, it, it, it really, really, really um, reminded me of um, really like my reactions to like seeing like Star Wars for the first time, but seeing it as an adult instead of a kid. Um, if I wanted to be nitpicky about it, although I'm trying to be a lot more positive about things these days because everybody is so negative. I guess I shouldn't say everybody, but so many people are so negative that I'm, I'm well, it's everybody. They're positive. all negative. They're everybody yeah, is so negative. Everybody in the world. Everybody. Um, Girl. But, I, mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, social media sure seems that way, but, um, <laughs> but just cause the negative comes out longer. But I mean, honestly, like a lot of the complaints, that I, that I would have, um, if, if I was being nitpicky about, about mortal engines would be this really a lot of the same things I I would complain about, um, with the original star Wars trilogy. And I know that's like sacrilege to a lot of people, but I mean, you know, those aren't perfect. There's, you know, little errors here and there and different and different, you know, logic things. There's like, well, why didn't they do that instead of this? And, but they're not to mean like none of those things are catastrophic. They're not, they're not, you know, they wouldn't, the, the, the weight of the movie or whatever wouldn't collapse underneath it. If you know, it's, they're not anything to really get that hung up on. Um, to, to me, I mean, with, I don't know, to me, that's the thing, like with any really good movies, um, and then when you think back and it's like, oh yeah, well that doesn't really make sense or whatever, but it, it's, it's like, yeah, but man, it was a really good movie. You know, it's like, it's a, yeah. it's a really, it's a really good, good story. Well, that's, but, that's what the way it is for Aquaman with me, where if I'm talking to somebody who hasn't seen the movie, you're, you're going to get a much more positive outlook from me just because I can't talk about the nitpicky stuff, you know? And so with, with, with me talking about Aquaman, I'm going to say, oh, it was, it was a lot of fun, you know? Jason Momoa, Aquaman on the big screen, but then I can get into the nitpicky, you know, spoiler stuff with people who have seen it. And it's going to sound like I saw a completely different movie because there's things that 
you don't want to get me started on with that movie because it really bugged me. Um, and with this movie, uh, I think the biggest sin in this movie is just that it, it tr- crams so much into the, into the whole thing. I mean, it's just, it's a big movie. It's a fast moving movie. And, and there really is like a, an element of, we have to get from point A to point B. And how do we get to point B? Yeah. You know, well, we don't have a lot of time, so we, we'll do our best to explain it. Um, Cause there's one character who kind of pops up and, and it feels like almost out of nowhere. And I'm like, what is this guy's story? What it's so, it's so uh, intriguing, but then they're so, they have to move so fast and, right. and it's just kind of, okay, I'm just going to go along for the ride and, and just trust them that I'll understand by the end. And I do, you know, by the time we got to the end, I was like, okay, I get him. I get his motivations. I get his relationship, but right. his, his, that whole character and it's one of the coolest characters. So I'm glad they didn't cut it, but that whole character could have been cut from the movie completely. And it wouldn't have changed really anything in the main, the main MacGuffin, you know, the main, the main storyline. Um, but it was just really interesting world building stuff. And, and so they're cramming this all in there and it almost felt like speed racer where, you know, the Wachowskis are like, okay, we did the matrix and we got lucky. We got to do that trilogy speed racer. We're not lucky. We, we are going to just make, make all three movies right now in this one. And, and I almost got that feeling here where, um, and I'm glad they ended it. I don't know how the books end, but I'm, I'm glad that they ended it in a way that you're like, okay, this is a good ending. It's a um, pretty, pretty solid. Like we have a conclusion here. We don't have a cliffhanger. Um, there are places where the story can go afterward that could be pretty interesting, but it's not like we're only getting part of the story when we get to the end here. We are, we're, we can be done with it. And and I'm glad for that, like, because I don't think we're going to get a sequel. Yeah, no. And that's yeah. And that's uh, that's one of the things that kills me because, yeah. And actually, that movie uh, mainly just co- covered the first book. Um, and the ending of that is of that of the movie version is a very similar to the book version. Um, and then the uh, second book, actually, which I'm about halfway through reading right now, is about um, it like picks up. Uh, not too long after the end of the first one. But like you said, it's not, it's, you know, it it can do on its own though. Fine. Um, And I did read that Peter Jackson and the other people that were involved uh, did, did say, it's like, we're just trying to make one movie. We're not trying to, we don't want to leave a big cliffhanger. We want to just do one movie and, and that's it. So the word that I remember the most from your original like message to me about this was surprising and and I would totally agree yeah. with that. I would totally agree. This was a surprising movie just because I didn't know what to expect. And most people, I think, didn't know what to expect. And as a result, just didn't try it, didn't go, you know? Right. It's like if you go to a restaurant, you know, and and there's there's all these things that you know and you like and you've gone to this restaurant before. And then over on the side, there's this other item and it's like in French. And it's just this French item that with no description. Well, you're going to stick with what you know unless you have a good relationship or something or you're outgoing. Like if you're an introvert, you're not going to do this. But if you're outgoing, you might ask right. the waitress, what is this? You know, but, um, you, you know, you're going to stick with what you know. And so I understand why it happened. I'm I just I feel bad that it happened because there's some really there's some great artistry in this movie. 
And there's some really interesting ideas in this movie. And there's some really, there's fun action. Um, and most of the actors I'm really on board with the male lead, the young male lead. Uh, yeah. he, I could take him or leave him. I mean, he's, he, I won't say he's bland. I mean, he, he has a range, you know, but, but yeah. you could, you could interchange it with almost anyone. Um, the female, the young female lead, um, I really liked her. Uh, and, and then, yeah, Hugo Weaving is in it. Marvelous always. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I think we're going to talk about spoilers, but before we do, I want to make sure people who would turn this off before the spoilers happen know that you actually do another podcast. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> um, if you could tell people about your podcast, that would it'd be relevant to some people's interests yeah. uh, if you're listening to this podcast. So Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, the other um, podcast that I do is called the Bible Dig Godcast, and it's a uh, – biblical archaeology podcast or or you know we even say like archaeology and the bible because we use a lot of uh non-christian sources and other things too and um we're pretty much going through genesis and then as as with like every chapter and stuff we get into the uh archaeological side of it the cultures and different things and just really try to help make those things real for people um that people can kind of use it as a reference to uh um, understand those aspects of it, of like the real world and different things. And honestly, there's been so many discoveries over the last few years that, um, that are huge. Um, that, uh, yeah, I mean, it just really just felt like time and that we needed to do it. And, uh, my buddy is, uh, he's, he's very into it and he's also, he's Greek and he, and he's, he knows a lot of, um, different languages and we, and we, and he's done a lot of traveling, uh, around the world and everything too. So we, um, are able to get into a lot of stuff and a lot of the different cultural stuff and, uh, a lot of discoveries that we cover on it and, uh, try to bring into it. And I'll, I'll just vouch for it as (laughs) it's really interesting, really informative and, um, really detailed, but not, um, it's, it's conversational in tone. You know, and it delves into the the root of different words and where this word comes from, and or this name, uh, where this name comes from, and how, historically, who is this person? And uh, you know, this person that gets mentioned here could be this historical figure or even historical fiction figure. You know, and there's some really interesting stuff there. So, um, the Bible Dig Godcast, but um, yeah, just I think just Bible Dig is going to bring it up in, in most yeah. most search engines. So. Um, yeah, so there's that before we get into uh, in, into the spoiler time, because if, if you have not been convinced to go see this movie, go ahead and continue listening and we will talk about some spoilers now. But um, if you have been convinced, I would say stop so you can let yourself just go. Let yourself just be absorbed into this imaginative, gigantic world. And, um, you know, don't set your sights so high You know that you're like, well, they said it was the greatest movie ever. No. Not the greatest movie ever, you know, like I think I gave it three and a half stars. I might've given it four, but I, I'm pretty sure I gave it three and a half. Um, and that's just because I really liked it. It's not perfect, but it's wonderful. You know, like, and when I yeah. say it's wonderful, I mean, it's full of wonder. Like this is the kind right. of fun movie making we don't get very often. And yeah, I can totally see the comparison to, to seeing Star Wars for the first time. 
Um, but seeing it as an adult where you recognize, you know, tropes and stuff like that. And, right. uh, but it doesn't matter cause you're seeing these tropes in a place you've never seen them before. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and like, like we said, and it is surprising. There's some twists that you don't expect. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to play the spoiler organ and let's talk spoilers. 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 So I don't remember names, but robot zombie guy. <laughs> like Shrike. Shrike. Shrike, that's right. Yes. <laughs> That came out of nowhere, and I'm, I'm just watching. I'm like, "What in the world is this?" And then it's not—it's not out of nowhere. You know, it, it could have, right. but they—I'm assuming this is from the book too. But you know, tying yes. it into her backstory made sense, and you know, she's seeing herself in him, you know, and that kind of thing. Um, but it just was so weird. Like, what, what is going on here? Like, yeah. And, and why, why, why is he just after her? Well, then they explain it, you know? So, so you, you get the explanations, but that was such a really, he's the Boba Fett, you know, he's, he's this really cool looking character, really interesting looking character who has, you know, some sort of backstory and they don't give you everything, but they give you enough. Right. And that whole thing you know, has the picture of his family and, um, oh, yeah. he's yeah. probably from, you know, around our time you know, or, or close to it based on the movie from what I'm, I'm seeing, like he's from before the war that destroyed the world. Um, at least I'm assuming based on that picture, but you know, he needs a daughter and she needs parents and, right. and they give it to each other. And, yeah. And it's, but it's, yeah. I mean, to me, I would say it's even more, it's more than, I mean, and I love Boba Fett, but it's even, it's more than Boba Fett because there's such a emotional connection there. And, yeah, I mean, it's just so oh, powerful I, I, yeah. in that way. Absolutely. I mean, when I say it's Boba Fett because he comes in in the middle of the movie. Right. And he's really oh, yeah. cool. <laughs> like that's yeah. surface level. That's what I'm talking about. But Oh, yeah. yeah um, definitely. You know, and, and so then you have these themes of fatherhood going on there because her real father. Surprise, surprise. Um, is Hugo Weaving. And it's just, right. Wait. Oh, OK. All right. Not not a complete out of nowhere twist because they do yeah. set up the relationship in some ways, but yeah. I was not expecting him to actually be her father. Um, and then, then it happens and you're like, Ugh. and as soon as you have any kind of fatherhood revelation, you're just going to go to empire strikes back. Right. You know, right. Like, okay. I am your father. Yeah. 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 Um, empire strikes back ruined it for everyone because that's something that actually could be probably used more and to good effect. Right. In other stories, but you're just going to stay away from it because it's, you know, it's, it's dangerous to do that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he's her father and, and, and so she has to deal with that as well. And, you know, he's killed her mother and, and there's all these things going on with her emotionally. Um, and I think that's probably why I liked her more than I liked right. the, the male young the young male lead because he's his story was just oh i want to get a job <laughs> and oh i can't get the job i wanted but i'm gonna oh i get to fly now i got the job i wanted <laughs> and it just didn't didn't ring yeah, as, it was, as true 
Yeah, I think it's one of those things where uh, a lot of us will, you know, say the the show don't tell um, stuff and and just the things about his parents being crushed and things like that. Like if they had a flashback to that, um, where you're actually seeing it. I mean, obviously you don't want to see them getting crushed, but um, but just the impact of of that or you know just to get more visually um, to hit you emotionally. I, I think it would. I think it, that would have helped his character and understand like where he's from and, and, you know, even do like a quick little scene. Cause it, like he said with the, uh, that he wanted to be a pilot, but then um, he ended up because of who like took him in. He ended he, that that's why he got into the history guild thing really, even though he kind of says some other stuff. But um, when you hear that, like that's his real story and they could have just done like a little thing with that of him you know, training to be a pilot or something and then being taken away and, you know, and, and realizing that he has to deal with history and books yeah. and artifacts. And, and that would have been more, pa- more powerful. But I mean, I, I liked his character. Okay. Because he was just be, I mean, cause he's kind of in shock, you know, going from what he's believed in and what he's, you know, been a part of and then to, to see, like the rest of the world and everything, he's kind of like dumbfounded and he's, yeah, very naive. And flashbacks would have been okay. I mean, that's already part of the narrative um, style here. I mean, they, they, they use flashbacks. Right. Um, yeah. But because he said, I wanted to be a pilot and he mentions that he couldn't because of, you know, circumstances. But then at the end, when he actually starts flying and is doing a great job, it really surprised me. I guess it was in the middle there when, you know, they're flying to the cloud city or whatever. Um, and, and he takes the controls and he's like, well, I've done this before, you know? And, and that surprised me because I didn't feel like they had set it up well enough, you know? Um, but again, okay. So now we're, we're getting super nitpicky there, but, uh, but that was, again, I think part of the whole, we've got a lot of story to tell in a very short amount of time and we're not going to be able to, to explain every single detail and show every single flashback. And, you know, there's important flashbacks that need to happen for emotional reasons with, uh, uh, again, I can't remember names, but the girl, um, yeah, we, we, we need to show things with her because that's where the emotional heart of the story is. And, and the climax, you know, it feels like he has nothing to do. He's, he's piloting, you know, he's flying around. Uh, I, You'd said, uh, you know, your friend mentioned st- uh, Star Wars steampunk or whatever. Um, yeah. But I was like, don't be a trench run. Please don't be a trench. Oh, yeah. We got a trench <laughs> run. <laughs> but but it was exciting and fun. Um, and, and you're getting into the, you know, the whole. Uh, yeah. And, and I guess they're even stopping the Death Star from getting to, to Yavin 4. But. Um, right. But it's he he kind of disappears because the emotional stuff is for her it's hester who gets the emotional stuff and who has the emotional through line with the big bad and has the final you know showdown with him and you know she's she's the one carrying the emotional weight of the story and i think that's the reason why i connected with her but not with him so much yeah and they do that a lot with you know with a lot of the movies especially where it's only, you know, a two hour movie or whatever. It's not three hours or whatever. It's like, you can't really, uh, in in something that in in a movie that's that 
in a story that's that big, uh, in a world that's that big, it's really hard to do an ensemble thing in two hours. But, yeah. <laughs> Cause they have sh- uh, other characters who just show up in the middle who look cool and they're there to do cool fighting moves and, and fly their ships, but we don't know anything about them and that's okay. You know, cause they're there to help. Yeah. Well, and, uh, and I know, I know one of the people you're talking about is Anna Fang and there's an interesting thing because they've been working on some kind of a mortal engines comic thing or something. And that actually covers more of, uh, Anna Fang's story and her life. Um, and actually the, the first three books covered these, those two main characters with, um, Hester and Tom, the two main characters there, but the, uh, but then he did another three books that are like a prequel. And, um, I don't know how much is in it, but I know like strike is in it. It's more of his backstory. And, uh, some of the other like older characters that were in it, I think are in the, uh, the other ones. So there's like, yeah, there's like six books and, and a seventh like novella. And then they did a comic thing. And well, wh- one of the things that, that I liked about this stuff is that, um, uh, they don't just say, tell the same story over and over in different formats necessarily. They try to do other things except for this movie. Which right, except for this movie, but I but think well, yeah, I think this movie for people who watch it though, I think it's going to open them up to to reading the books and um and it, it, entering the world. I mean, I I really see it's not everyone's taste, but I could really see right. people really wanting to to jump into this world. I I just don't have time to yeah, you know, I've I've got my reading slate for the year pretty much laid out right next to me on my my bedstand, but um. But yeah, the I'm glad for this movie. And yeah, I won't be purchasing this movie, but I will probably try and rent it or watch it on Netflix or something when it's available with my kids. That's that's the one thing is I didn't take any of my my kids to go see it. And I think they'd love yeah. it. I think they'd really enjoy it. See, but um I've heard like I know like Mike Miller's kids saw it and they did not like it at all. And I think and it's weird because some of his kids really like steampunk too. Yeah. They do like uh cosplay and everything with that stuff. Yeah. And that's, but the thing is like, I think that they like the aesthetics of it. Like they like the look, but they don't, but like steampunk as a genre, aside from being very niche, it, it, it also is uh, like when you really get into steampunk stories, they don't appeal to that many people. I mean, because it's, I don't know. It's it's very gets into the aristocracy and um, I don't know, just a lot of different things like that. And and you're just getting into, uh, I don't know, the poor against the rich and the poor are always angels and the rich are always demons. And, uh, well, you know, it just. But I think you hit on something there with with steampunk appealing to people because of the, the visual, you know, the aesthetic right. and and steampunk, unlike you know, like superhero cosplay is generally speaking going to be known heroes. And if it's not, it's going to be maybe twists on known heroes. And if it's not, it's going to be because you're dressing up as your own character um, that you've, you've made up. And with steampunk, that's almost everyone when they're doing cosplay in steampunk, they're dressing up as their own 
character and they're making up, um, if not a complete backstory, they're making up this visual look. And, you know, so steampunk books, the, the problem with a book that's steampunk is it doesn't have the aesthetic. It, you know, you're, you're right. It's, it's a writing thing and you're trying to paint word pictures, but it's, it's not, the, it's not the same. And I think that's, that's might be a big part of why, you know, steampunk literature doesn't, doesn't work great. Um, right. But then also, um, I think part of that also is, you know, that aesthetic, it is very personalized. And so, right. you know, going to a movie like this, maybe this is not personal, you know, it's not you, it's not something you've created and, and built with your own hands. And, and that's kind of what's cool about the, the steampunk, uh, steampunk cosplay is that the aesthetic and the idea behind steampunk is that very handmade world where it's, um, you know, someone has made this and, and you're looking to make a, make it look like something has been made out of you know metal mostly. Um, even though you might be using plastics and stuff, but you're, you're making it with your own hands. And I, I yeah. love, I like the steampunk aesthetic, but it's not something that I'm ever going to try and do a, a novel about, uh, maybe a comic book because you can get the aesthetic in the comic, but yeah, and, and that's the thing. I, I think that was one of the things that really appealed to my son and I, too, was the the fact that it was handmade, just like steampunk stuff is handmade, hmm. and it, it, which is different from uh, – that's why some of the – like I – even though so, some people do it really well, like, I, like you know, it's, it's mostly like steampunk anime or it's, it's steampunk other – but they don't actually – but there's very few th- – like movies or TV shows or different things where they actually do like this much, like this level of handmade stuff that you're actually seeing, you know, that is, you know, from the costumes to the building, the models that it's not all CGI. I mean, and then that was one of the things that would, I mean, just really appealed to us was just like, man, it's, it's really, you know, it's just, there's something really cool and beautiful about that. But but not everybody's going to appreciate it either. So no. And I think that's, you know, and that's the thing too, like, even though like Mike's kids like love dressing up and everything and, and they know the work that it takes to make, you know, their costumes or whatever. But like a lot of times, a lot of kids don't really appreciate the craftsmanship of the things that they see just because they, they don't, they don't understand it or the, you know, that level and they just haven't had the experience or whatever. Well, you could go and see this movie and not realize it's not CGI or, or, you know, parts of it aren't CGI. Like you could go to the movie and and just think, okay, it's all CGI. Uh, You know, okay, the room might not be, you know, that they're walking through, but everything else, you know, it's possible. And and the reason it's possible is because that's everything right now. Everything is green screen. And so you, you almost go in with that expectation that you're going in and seeing a green screen. You're going in and seeing a CGI model that's wonderfully animated. Right. Yeah. So, well, I was going to say, I was going to say, unlike you, I will be buying the movie. (laughs) Oh, and I also bought the, uh, actually they have an art book, which was, it's that came out a couple years ago. Um, that's bait. That's about all the book, all the, uh, the whole world of, um, of all like seven novels. Um, so there's like a lot more of like the world and everything in it. That, and it was actually made, 
uh, with some phenomenal artists and um, the writer kind of overseeing everything. And um, I actually did order that, although I have not gotten it yet. But what I was going to say is a lot of people have been getting uh, their own little mini projectors or whatever. And uh, we're and I'm actually we actually have a pretty decent one that we got. I got as a uh, uh, birthday present. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm going to try and find I'm going to try and find some big walls to uh, <laughs> to to show this movie on when I ha- when I have it so that. Uh, yeah. So people can get a sense of the, the size and the scale of everything. Awesome. All right. Well, I want to thank you for uh, joining me and talking about this movie that most people haven't seen. Um, and, and again, if you've made it this far and you haven't seen this movie, um, you either are never going to see it or maybe we've maybe the spoilers have caused you to, to want to. But um, at this point, uh, just again, can you give us our, your uh, I guess you don't really have a website for your podcast, do you? It's just the uh, Facebook page. Yeah, we mainly just um, point people to the Facebook page. Okay. It's, it's it's that. And then most of my comic stuff is under J.S. Earls, too, on Facebook. Okay. I think you can even put in comics by J.S. Earls, and, it's, and it'll come up on Facebook. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, thank you for listening, everyone. And I hope you... <laughs> if, I hope you have an appreciation for this movie, even if you don't see it, because... Yeah. yeah. It, there's so much... This is like one of the reasons why I like seeing old school Godzilla movies. You know, the artistry that goes into that movie does not match the cheesiness of the movie. And and in this case, the artistry matches well, you know, but I love the artistry that goes into like creating those those buildings that Godzilla walks through. Like the only reason they made little tiny chairs is so that Godzilla could walk through the building and it would look like it's a real building. And, right. and I, re- I appreciate that kind of thing. Um but this movie has more to it than just that to appreciate. There's, there's some fun stuff. So, uh, thank you for listening. And I'm not sure exactly what our upcoming topics are going to be, uh, beyond. Oh, I do actually glass glass is coming soon. Uh We're going to be talking about unbreakable split and glass, the trilogy from M night Shyamalan. So that'll be coming up soon. So nice until next time. Once again, thank you for listening and Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason Neal. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Lethel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter where we are at strangeandalien or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is 1-804-37-ALIEN. And once again, thanks for listening. You know, and just, okay, I am your father. Yeah, yeah, yeah.